This is the Fan the Flame Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Shane and Rebecca. Hey, we're back and uh, today we're going to be talking about the gospel. Uh, We haven't actually had a uh, pod, we didn't have a podcast last week because we we talked about it and it was like such a tender subject talking about the gospel. So I was like, man, I want to do this thing justice. I want to do it good. So I actually... uh, I've been waiting, you know, just to, to, to share it the right way. So um, so here we are. We're actually sharing. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, but anyways, this is part of a, a conversation we've had for the last four or five weeks, I think. We've, we've started, a, a, we've just started having conversations about kingdom living. What does it look like to make uh, a lifestyle out of, you know, the Bible, what God has called us to do? You know, uh, uh, revival shouldn't, uh, we, we talk about revival, we talk about God showing up in our lives, but what does it look like on a daily basis to uh, just live the way that Jesus has called us to live and not not be, uh, you know, just hoping and praying that something's going to happen in the future or looking back in the past and looking at the book of Acts and saying, wow, that was awesome for them, but I don't have access to it. We want to live that now. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the gospel is, we know it's the, it's the center, it's the it's the, the meat, the peanut butter of the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It is the, the core of who we are as believers. Mm-hmm. You know, the gospel is the good news of Jesus coming in the likeness of a person living just like us. God himself became like a man, mm-hmm. lived on the earth as a perfect human being, mm-hmm. fully submitted to God. And he he died on the cross because of the of the utter sinfulness of humankind that we so deserve punishment for was put on him. He was the the greatest uh, you know the greatest savior of all time because he was the one who took upon all the sin of the world, put it on himself, mm. sacrificed himself. Yeah. Um, so the greatest that, friend. Too. The greatest friend. So that we would not have to uh, live under that. Mm. And so the story that Jesus uh, sort of climaxed there and uh, uh, on the cross began in Genesis where Adam and Eve, God created uh, humankind, the human race. And he said, I would, I'm going to be with you. Mm. Uh, he was in the garden and uh, he gave them a commission to be fruitful, have lots of babies and multiply, subdue the earth, fill it, uh, steward the earth, take mm-hmm. care of it, yeah. and culturize it, make culture, make something beautiful with me, um, expand the garden, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, there was one thing that he said, don't do. Mm-hmm. He said, just don't eat the fruit from the tree. And what God was doing was setting up this thing called free will. <laughs> he was yeah. saying, you have a choice. Mm-hmm. Just don't eat this tree, okay? Yeah. And obviously, we know, it's, knows, we know what happened. They, um, there was a tempter, Satan himself, mm. uh, uh, who, who uh, rebelled against God. He uh, tempted and, and threw in doubt in the story. And um, we know Adam and Eve, they messed it up. They said, yeah. they, uh, um, God said, if you eat this fruit, you'll die. Mm. And um, were they immediately killed? Was the human race wiped off? We know the answer is no. Mm-mm. 
But when you separate yourself from God, you separate yourself from the vine that you were created from, you cut yourself off, you know that that leaf does not last. Yeah. The, the leaf that was cut off, the flower that was cut off from the vine, it, it now does not have the life source necessary to sustain itself. Mm. And so their, their days were numbered. They cut themselves off willingly from, uh, from the life source of God. They, they were banished from the garden um, because, you know, they were living in a, a completely uh, eternal state. And if, if they were to remain in that eternal state, they're, they're now the sinfulness that they had just uh, in, inherited from making that decision would have remained, mm. uh, would have turned off to be bad. So their days were numbered, right? Yeah. And, um, and you know, throughout the, the story of the Bible and throughout the cosmic story of life that uh, the Israelites still did not obey God. They, mm. um, God wanted to, to make a covenant people for himself. The Israelites didn't. Yeah. Uh, following the ways of the Lord, um, time after time, there were evil people that they uh, that uh, kings that ruled in, in Israel, and the the people themselves gave themselves over to false gods. And the the cosmic story, the story of all of mankind, is that you know everybody's wicked, nobody's righteous, not even one. That's what Isaiah says, and uh, Jeremiah chapter nine says that the heart is utterly wicked and deceitful above all things. Who can know it? Who can know it, right? Yeah. And so you have this 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 question, this begging question: what What is going to happen? Who's going to save us? And we know that the prophets spoke about a coming Messiah, where he would come, and the the Holy Spirit would uh, not only be segregated to the temple, but it would be within the believers. It would it would uh, give them a new heart. A, a heart of gold that that the, the the commandments would be within their hearts and they would desire to obey God mm. and that you wouldn't even need to teach your children because the Holy Spirit will teach all all of his all, all of God's ways yeah and so this was the promise that God himself was going to restore the experience of the garden back to people mm. back to mankind that when God was dwelling in the midst of Adam and Eve they would get that <laughs> same experience again and that they would be uh, regenerated into the wholeness of who uh, Adam and Eve were prior to them sinning. And so that that's the gospel, right? The Messiah would be the, the ultimate fulfillment. The law couldn't provide that for us. The law, when God gave the law, it only gave us this um, uh, an understanding that we needed a Savior because we were given the commandments, the, the truth, the, the holiness of God displayed through his uh, government, the, the the way that we should live out our lives and be ruled, mm. but yet this sinful nature within us was uh, a sort of rebellion would come up and make us desire to uh, rebel against God. So, um, you know, there was this there was this big question. You know, how can mankind be saved? Mm. And we know the answer. It's through Jesus Christ. And so, you know, um, Paul talks about this sort of experience. In Romans chapter 7 when when he talks about you know uh, is the law sinful and he said certainly not but we know that the law when it was introduced it just gave us this desire to uh, rebel against God um, hmm. you know and and so uh, chapter uh, 7 verse 14 in Romans talks about this struggle this inner struggle apart from the Holy Spirit 
We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do for what I do. Uh, what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do what good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who did it, do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. That's a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner to the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? That's the question. Mm. But he answers it. In verse 25, he says, Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. Mm. So we have Jesus coming in on the scene, and he is the perfect and spotless lamb. And he's uh, he's contrasted with... Uh, uh, he's basically like uh, an example of the Old Testament um, sacrificial system where the, the, the high priest would enter every year with the nation of Israel, enter into... Um, the temple and make sacrifice on behalf of the nation mm. and uh in order to cover over their sin to to um to be a an atonement for their to atone for the the sinfulness of the nation they would make that sacrifice so that they would not come under god's judgment mm. but no matter how many sacrifices they did it still wasn't enough because they knew what they'd done was wrong doesn't matter how many anim animals you bring in to substitute for what you did. You still know within yourself that you deserve punishment. Mm -hmm. And and so it was it was an annual reminder that they were they they were still unrighteous. Yeah. But Jesus came as the as a perfect spotless human being in the or as a lamb lived a perfect life and the death that we deserved he died. Just like in the Old Testament, the spotless lambs, the death that the, the spotless lamb received was something that the nation of Israel received, or that, that the nation of Israel deserved to have. Mm. And so Jesus himself lived a perfect life, submitted to the Father, and then he was crucified, accused before men. We, we ourselves, you know, accused him <laughs> and uh, put him on the cross. Mm. And he, he was whipped and beaten beyond recognition. Hmm. And that's what sin does, right? It mars you beyond recognition. The sin of the world was placed upon Jesus at that moment. This was the culmination of the sacrificial system being brought in and, and uh, in, in the pinnacle of Jesus, hmm. of, of this moment on the cross. He was beat beyond recognition. Nothing in his appearance that we should liken ourselves to him. He was unrecognizable. Hmm. And in his last gasp, he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mm. And there it is, the presence of God, the ultimate fulfillment of, of, of judgment, of separation from God in the fact that his presence had gone and the full weight of sin was upon him, not only physically uh, destroyed, but spiritually separated from the Father. Mm. And then his last, last breaths, it is finished. Yeah. 
And when he died, oh, all of heaven broke loose. <laughs> the earth began to shake. And uh, the, the, the veil in the temple ripped from top to bottom. Mm. And that veil was not some small veil. I think it was three feet thick. That's You want to talk about a cover? I don't know. If you put that on yourself, you'd probably like, it'd be hard to breathe. For a three feet thick sort of veil that covered the temple mm -hmm. uh, from the, the Holy Spirit residing in the, whole, the holy place. Yeah. And when it ripped, you know, the Holy Spirit himself came out because now God was not confined to a temple behind the curtain, but he was going to give access to every person that confessed and believed in Jesus Christ to have access to the Holy Spirit. And we now get to have access to become his, his temple. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus... When he died, the, the ground shook, the temple, the, the, uh, the veil tore, in, in, uh, tore apart. And then the, uh, it says that righteous... Uh, many ho holy people. Many holy people mm -hmm. came up and started... I think they actually started witnessing um, throughout the city of Jerusalem. Yeah. You know, so everything culminated in this moment. And Jesus, it says that he descended... Mm. And I believe he took the, the keys of, of death and uh, destruction, or death and hell, took them up, and then uh, uh, led many captives, which you could, uh, you could argue that, you know, in Abraham's bosom were the people, uh, all the people beforehand, the righteous uh, people beforehand that friends stayed true. Friends of God. Friends of God that stayed true to, uh, uh, they did not give themselves over. God let, uh, led them up. And so uh, Jesus, when he met with the disciples after that, that experience, that crazy experience where he died, and then he three days later came back to life and then met with the disciples and ascended. He said to this, he, he breathed on the disciples and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Hmm. And so now the Holy Spirit was within them. Yeah. And the promise was, to go make disciples, and I will be with you, truly be with you, mm -hmm. not not just in a temple, but within you. Mm -hmm. God gave a new nature, and now the 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 all of the punishment we deserved, all the sinful acts that someone received or that someone lived out in their lifetime, now because of belief in Jesus Christ, I can say, I believe Jesus is my Savior. I repent of my sins, Father. I, I want to I want to follow you mm. as my as as Lord of my life. You mm. are the one who who makes the calls, calls the shots. Mm -hmm. And in that moment a transaction happens. It says uh, all of your sin has now been stamped and marked and just completely covered in the blood of Jesus and wiped away, wiped clean. Yeah. The slate is clean. And the con the sin consciousness that you might have had before or that the nation of Israel had before is completely wiped clean. Mm. And the dead nature that or the sinful nature that created in us this desire to rebel against God mm. was crucified in Christ. And we've been crucified, co-crucified with Christ and raised to new life as a new creation. Yeah. And you know, 2 Corinthians 5:17 talks about it. And then uh, Paul talks about it in Romans chapters 4 through 8, that we now have a new nature giving us the desire to obey God. The law is now written on our hearts. We've been given a new heart. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. And uh, what God created in that is good. Mm. And we now get, uh, we don't have to look at our past and, and say, wow, I really messed up. Because we have the righteousness that Jesus had. As in when God looks at us, he looks at his son. The righteousness that, uh, you know, it's like the life that we deserved, Jesus took upon himself on the cross. And the life that Jesus lived, we now get access to. Yeah. That's the gospel. Mm -hmm. That not only are we saved from our sins, but we're now once again given the choice to, to continue to live. And, and right standing with God, mm. and right standing. And it says, do not, you know, do not give over to the acts of the flesh. Do not go back to that way of living. Mm. We have a choice now to, to live a fully devoted life before God. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He's given us superpowers. He's given us superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> so we can actually do the things that he wanted us to do. Yeah. Yeah, so that that is the gospel in a nutshell. We get to receive the fullness of Jesus in our lives, and um, we don't live in condemnation on in the past. If we've repented, we say, "Father, I ask for forgiveness." Even if you know, even if you're a believer, like that's the that's the access we have to come back to the fold of the Father. God is not hanging out in the background saying, "Oh, you you're doing an awful thing," mm. and 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 not desiring to come to us. He desires that we would all come to him, come back to him. And it says, if we do sin, we have an advocate, Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. that we can come back to the Father and we can come, um, you know, it says Jesus himself, um, I believe it's in Second Corinthians chapter 1, that Jesus himself was tempted in every way, yet he did not sin. Mm-hmm. And so that we can come, come to him and know that he actually empathizes with us in our weakness. Mm. He he actually understands because he was tempted in every way just as we are. Yeah. But he overcame. Mm. And if we go to him, we can receive, as he, uh, Hebrews talks about it, we can receive grace and mercy in our time of need to come confidently and boldly before the throne of grace. Mm. So you are a saint saved by Jesus Christ. You're, uh, we are all in desperate need of God's saving grace, and He freely gives it to us. He lavishes it upon us. This was His divine plan all along, that we would get the fullness of the Holy Spirit within us so that we could live fully submitted lives before the Father, just like Jesus lived. Mm. That's the good news of the gospel. And so if there's any uh, sort of uh, condemnation, feelings of, man, I, I regret making this decision or whatever, if you have already come to God and and been restored to Jesus then you have act, you don't actually need to carry that anymore you are forgiven and i just give you permission to forgive yourself just as much as god himself has forgiven you mm-hmm. you don't have the consciousness of of uh you know of the the old way of living that says i am haunted by this realization of what i did you have the righteousness of christ living within you Mm. the breastplate of righteousness protects your heart Mm. from having a sick heart and and unforgiveness yeah yeah so i i bless you with that and i bless you with a full uh joy in knowing that you have everything you need Mm. to obey god yeah that it's not about if I'm going to sin or when I'm going to sin or, or just this fear that you're going to live in a, in a constant lifestyle of, of rebelling against God, but you have the Holy Spirit within you. Mm. 
who has empowered you by the grace of God himself to live a fully righteous lifestyle, which is good news, mm. really good news. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to share anything, honey? Yeah, just believe that you can do this. Like, believe mm. that you can walk out a holy life because Jesus, he, he asked us to do it. And so if he believes we can do it, then we should believe we can do it too. Yeah. In so. fact, he even said... He didn't. He didn't even ask it. I think he he actually commanded it when he said it to one of the one of the ladies. He said, uh, "Ladies, was yeah. it the adulterous woman?" He said, "Be holy," or he said, "Be perfect as I am perfect." Uh, Be holy he as said, I'm per- "Go holy. sin no more." To Go her. and sin no more. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he said a lot of things that um, that we sometimes forget. For example, don't worry, don't fear, mm. don't sin. Those things that shouldn't be covered up by, oh, we have sinful nature because we don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Paul says, don't resurrect that dead thing. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So clothe yourself with righteousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just want to bless you. If you, uh, yeah, like you got this. Yeah. I just, uh, God is rooting for you. He's on your side. And, um, you know, God is so good to, to work with us. And if you're tempted, and you decide I'm not going to do that, then good job. You know, just because you're tempted doesn't mean that you've automatically sinned. Hmm. Satan wants to come in and, you know, mess with your thoughts, but it says to guard your thoughts. Hmm. It says to uh, tear down every lofty thought that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Hmm. Make it obedient to Christ, as in, hey, 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 I'm guarding this thought. I am guarding my heart because this is important. Yeah. You know, and know that you are victorious, mm. that you can overcome every temptation. Yeah. I'm talking about addictions being broken off mm. because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And obviously, renewing our mind in the image of our created, not copying the patterns of this world, but being transformed by the renewing of our mind is what creates in us. It's like a super highway where we start to think according to the way God thinks. Mm. So I under, like if you're going through that, Know that the, that God has given you His divine nature and His power to overcome evil yeah. mm-hmm. in your life, and so you have everything. Yeah, yeah. And even the gospel in itself, it just shows God's nature, how much He actually wants to help us out. You know, mm. like He literally did it for us. Yeah. <laughs> like He made it so easy. Um, we were not able to follow His law, and He was like, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it for you." Mm. Like, how amazing is that? (laughs) That's really good. That's mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah. So, be blessed. We pray in Jesus' name for the power of the Holy Spirit to uh, come upon all of us Mm -hmm. as we continue to follow in your ways. Father, we thank you that you're so good and that the gospel we get to receive by faith in your son, Jesus, and that it's not by works, it's not by anything that we could ever procure or create but it's just a simple act of receiving the grace that you've already displayed through your son and living out in that faith and belief. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If this blessed you, then you can help us out by sharing and subscribing and staying in touch. We will see you in the next podcast.